0: We, as a judge, um, need to look at every case individually mm-hmm. um, and not be constrained by the, the, the forces that are trying to move cases through very mm-hmm. quickly. That's um, very real, I'm sure you know about that. As exactly, a I, and, yeah. and, and and I understand that we need to keep moving the cases forward The yeah. you know, judicial economy, but at the same time, these are people's lives.
1: Welcome to Bridge the City, a podcast recorded in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. I'm Sam Woods, and today we're bringing you another election special, this time focused on the circuit court judge position that will be on your ballot February 18th and April 7th. We'll be bringing you election specials for the next few weeks before the February primary, both as an introduction to some of the people on your ballot, as well as just a reminder to vote. For Milwaukee voters, there are four elections this year, with everything on the ballot from Alderperson to President of the United States. As mentioned before, the next two elections will be on February 18th and April 7th. The February 18th election is a primary, wherein races for positions like Mayor, Alderperson, and County Executive will be narrowed down to just two candidates each. The April 7th election is the final election for positions like Mayor, Alderperson, and County Executive but will also include other items such as the Democratic and Republican presidential primaries and a referendum to boost MPS's budget through increased property taxes. Today's election special will feature Brett Blummey, who's a candidate for Milwaukee County Circuit Court Judge. We talk about everything from Brett's background as a public defender, his experience with the Cream City Foundation, and the judicial approach he wants to bring to the circuit court. Blumey and others will be on your ballot February 18th for a primary, and April 7th for the general if he makes it past the February primary in first or second place. Really quickly though, if you like what we're doing, you can support us by rating, subscribing from wherever you get your podcasts, or you can financially support us on Patreon at just the $4.14 level. For $4.14 a month, you keep us on the air at 104.1 River West Radio and help us invest in better equipment. None of us are personally paid from the podcast, but your support makes it easier for us to continue making Bridges City more impactful in Milwaukee. As a reminder, our election specials are not endorsements of the candidates featured, but are meant to highlight upcoming elections and for you to get to know some of the candidates on your ballot. You can find out more about who's on your ballot and where you can vote at myvote.we.gov. That's myvote.wi.gov. So while you're heading to myvote.we.gov to check out your February ballot, I'll let Brett take it away.
0: My name is Brett Blummy and I'm running for Milwaukee County Circuit Court Branch 5 here in Milwaukee County.
1: You've lived a full life up until this campaign. So in, say, two minutes or less, Mm -hmm. what's your life story?
0: Yeah. Well, I came to Milwaukee originally to go to Marquette University. I grew up uh, kind of on a farm in in Missouri. Uh, I'm a first-generation college student to come up here to go to Marquette Uh, after Uh, Marquette, I worked for a few years in kind of grassroots organizing, doing house party coordinating uh, for Gwen Moore's campaign for Congress and the LGBT Community Center here in Milwaukee. Um, and then I went back to law school. So I uh, went back to the University of Missouri. And after law school, I, I, I worked in the state legislature for a period of time uh, for a Milwaukee state representative, mm-hmm. and then was a public defender for many years, kind of across the state of Wisconsin. Yeah. Um, and now for the last four and a half, I've been back here in Milwaukee working as a nonprofit executive. So I'm the president and CEO of the Cream City Foundation, which does work in the LGBTQ community here in Milwaukee.
1: So public defender, yeah. a lot of listeners might remember that phrase is like, I've heard mm-hmm. that before, but what, so what is a public defender? Really? Quickly? Yeah.
0: So public defenders are state employees essentially that, that represent uh, indigent or kind of low income folks who can't afford their own attorney. Mm-hmm. Uh, so public defenders represent criminal defendants, um, basically anybody who's facing any type of incarceration. So that could be child support. Um, we have mental Mental health commitments. So, folks that uh, are uh, suffering from mental mental health concerns, uh, child support. Um, we, there's a whole gamut of types of cases, but mm-hmm. the most the most common are criminal cases. So, if you're facing jail time, you and, and you're low income, mm-hmm. uh, you might be eligible to have representation through the public defender's office.
1: Right. And then, so Cream City Foundation and um, the AIDS Resource Center of yes. Wisconsin. Um, what are those organizations? And 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 talk about your time there.
0: Yeah. Era. So first, uh, the AIDS Resource Center of Wisconsin is now a multi-state. Uh, they just renamed themselves Vivant Health, uh, mm-hmm. and it's a uh, full-service HIV/AIDS uh, healthcare center. So they do ev- from uh, everything from prevention uh, to direct care, dental services, pharmacy services, social services, housing, food. Um, and I worked in the fundraising department. So I spent my time across the state of Wisconsin uh, raising dollars so that we could provide these critical services and, 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 uh, in Wisconsin, we are very proud that um, people with, living with HIV live longer than anywhere else in the mm-hmm. country here in Wisconsin, and that's uh, in large part to the work uh, of the AIDS Resource Center. Uh, and then at Cream City Foundation, so uh, we do work in three primary areas. One is our LGBTQ plus scholarship program. Mm-hmm. So this program provides dollars to students anywhere from uh, freshmen entering the undergraduate all the way through graduate uh, doctors, um, lawyers, any, anybody uh, who is pursuing post-secondary education. Um, so uh, we'd have that program. We have our impact grant program. This is where we give dollars out to smaller nonprofits that that are doing really groundbreaking work in the community. Uh, and we have our convening program. And this is kind of an educational-based program where we bring thought leaders, political leaders you know community activists donors all to the table to talk about a variety of different issues that are affecting the lgbtq plus community it's really a convening role that we take up um and in and it's a great organization we're small uh but we do a lot of great work here in the community
1: you're you're currently working with them correct correct? yeah and but you are also running for a spot on the district or sorry circuit court yes um so when I hear the court system, they kind of all like run together. Yep. Um, so when I say circuit court, how is that different from like say the state supreme court or um, I'm blank municipal courts or like all the different kinds of courts? What is the circuit court? What kind of take? What kind of cases are the circuit courts taking? Um, how? What? Like what's their role in the larger? Um, justice system
0: yeah so that's a great question so all courts have their own kind of jurisdiction mm-hmm. um municipal courts handle uh traffic citations they handle um uh, some kind of landlord tenant issues some nuisance issues um and in most municipalities will have some form of of a court including uh mm-hmm. the city of milwaukee um and then so um, munis-
1: municipal courts is that's like saying a city court correct court for right city. Okay. yep Whereas um, a circuit court would be
0: counted. Yeah. So, so circuit courts in Milwaukee, there's 47 circuit court judges, uh, Each one of those judges is what's known as general jurisdiction. Mm -hmm. So each of those judges could be any any type of cases uh, from criminal cases. Those are sometimes the most common. A lot of people understand what criminal cases are, uh, misdemeanors, felonies, Uh, but also uh, civil disputes. So anything uh, having to do with contracts and disputes, auto accidents, uh, divorces, a family law. Uh, child law, mental health law. So, so really, the whole gamut, probate, uh, is handled by the circuit court. So it's really a whole variety of mm-hmm. different types of cases that, that circuit court judges um, can hear. Here in Milwaukee County, uh, we are a little bit unique in that each of those uh, 47 judges are assigned a particular uh, a jurisdiction. So, uh, for example, you might be assigned misdemeanor court. So your entire docket, your entire caseload, uh, is made up of misdemeanors, and it's the chief judge Maxine White uh, who makes those assignments. Mm-hmm. Um, and and so likely when I'm when I'm elected, uh, oftentimes newly elected folks either will will handle misdemeanors or they'll be uh, in children's court out in Wauwatosa okay. to start with. Okay. So, and then of course the the court of appeals and the supreme court handle. Uh, the appeals uh, of the decisions of mm-hmm. those circuit court judges. Gotcha. What made you want to become
1: a circuit court judge? Yeah, yeah.
0: well, I think it's a couple things. One, um, you know, I know uh, the the person that currently holds the position is somebody who was appointed uh, by Governor Scott Walker after Governor Walker uh, had already lost election. Um, and when I look at, the values of a conservative governor that had just lost Milwaukee County. Uh, 67% of the, of the voters here voted for Governor Evers. Um, and then somebody who was appointed, I, I, I thought it very important that the voters of Milwaukee County deserved an alternative. They deserved mm-hmm. somebody uh, who, who better represents their values. Uh, you might know this, but uh, most judges, once they're elected the first time, mm-hmm. Most will never uh, have an opponent throughout their entire career. Yeah. Well, and that, why
1: is that usually? If, if you, you could. You know, guess. that's a great
0: question. <laughs> uh, I think the power of incumbency, mm-hmm. you know, you, you look at the power of incumbency not only in judges, but across the political spectrum. Yeah. Um, you know, there's a there's a power to that uh, you are able to raise more money you're able mm-hmm. to use your position to get out into the community and become very well known um, and oftentimes uh, these races are under the radar so to, to take on an incumbent um, and get the attention of the voters to, to, to mount that type of campaign yeah. I think would be very difficult uh, but that's not to say that it shouldn't happen mm-hmm. uh, right you know this year alone I think there's seven or eight uh, different branches that will be on the April 7th ballot. Mm-hmm. There's only two that are contested. Mm-hmm. The others are are, are running unopposed. Uh, and so because of that, I felt it very important that uh, the voters in Milwaukee County have a progressive alternative uh, for this position. You know, I think judges uh, touch so many important parts of like. our, our community, uh, including a, an issue that I'm very passionate about, criminal justice reform. Um, you know, my, my campaign is is looking at uh, our broken criminal justice system and and arguing that nothing will change if we continue to elect the same type of people judges. Um, you know, I think we have a moral obligation to tackle the mass incarceration crisis that is facing our state. Um, our friends in Minnesota, uh, a state that has similar demographics as Wisconsin, a state that is yep. similar population. Um, rural, suburban, urban divide. Uh, they incarcerate about 8,000 people today. Um, here in Wisconsin, we have over 23,000 people mm-hmm. incarcerated. This issue is not only economic, it costs a fortune, $52,000 a year to incarcerate somebody, but it also has a, a, a telling effect on our communities, what that does to our children when we remove our fathers, our brothers, our sisters, our grandmas from, from the community. Uh, And so I think while there are many different parts of the criminal justice system that have a role in changing that, uh, uh, changing the mass incarceration crisis, judges are certainly part of that.
1: Sure. Um, so you, you kind of touched on it where positions for like judges or school board uh, members are, are being voted on. Like that's those tend to have get less attention, have lower turnouts. Um, but what are the consequences of not voting for a circuit court judge? So if I'm just saying like, I don't want to vote for this because I don't really know what it is or like what it does, what is that what kind of impact does that attitude have I guess?
0: Yeah I mean I think I think you the the impact is you you get people that um, aren't responsive to kind of what's going on on the ground. Mm-hmm. One of the benefits that I have as president and CEO of Cream City Foundation and, and frankly, in the last several months that I've been running for this position, uh, I've had the the amazing opportunity to get out into the community, mm-hmm. uh, to, to attend events all over the county uh, to meet people, to uh, talk to people about the projects and the, and, and the things that are going on the good stuff that's happening all across our community uh, and I think judges need to, to get out there and do that and, and some do and we see judges uh, you know in Rotary Club we see judges across and, and very involved but some don't I think um, and so as a, ju- as a judge I will be committed to ensuring that I stay connected to the community through you know volunteering with organizations and also continuing to get out into the community. So one of the effects is um, I think some of our, uh, our court system and our justice system becomes a little bit isolated mm-hmm. um, and that's never good.
1: Yeah, kind of a, a bigger, more philosophical question, but I'll put it to you anyway. Um, what do you perceive as the greatest you know, obstacles to justice either within, you mentioned criminal justice reform is important to you, so maybe greatest obstacle to justice within criminal justice reform or maybe just the court system in general?
0: Yeah, I mean, I think when you look at the, I mean, there's so many overlapping mm-hmm. uh, yeah. uh, issues. Just, uh, right. You know, and when I was a public defender, I would often say that some of my clients would come to me at a point in their life where uh, all the other people Parts of our of our society had failed them. Mm-hmm. So whether that's um, you know being a young child and having access to uh, early childhood education when they're two, three, four years mm-hmm. old, whether that's a, a access to a good public education with teachers and class sizes uh, that are lower and teachers that uh, were very good and um, uh, and and to safe environments, you mm-hmm. know, to to being. Uh, able to thrive in a safe environment um, many of my clients had mental health or substance abuse uh, issues uh, and and we should not be using the the criminal justice system to take on uh, mental health issues first mm. and f- first and foremost yeah, I mean right. there are so many people that have substance abuse mental health issues and we we don't know what else to do with them or we we don't haven't figured out a better um, course of action for these Mm -hmm. folks so we incarcerate them and that's just not the right uh that's just not the right uh, thing to do Mm -hmm. um so i think um for one uh access to quality education and then access to good paying jobs i mean you know we the the effects of a broken education system the effects of a community that doesn't have good paying jobs for for our residents is manifested in in the criminal justice mm-hmm. system, um, so I think some of that is is fueling that. But there's so many issues uh, that that intersect when it comes to um, the criminal justice yeah. system.
1: When you think of your role, the role of uh, the circuit court judge, what 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 would be in your power to you know address those injustices, especially when you say like a lot of them manifest from outside the court system? Yeah.
0: Well, I think one, um, you know, I think judges. Uh, have to be able to make the tough choices that mm-hmm. might be unpopular. Okay. Um, and there are, l- let me give you an example. Sure. Uh, you know, I'm a foster, my, my husband and I ha- had, ado- we've adopted two children through the foster care system. Mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. see on a daily basis the effects that trauma have on my children, you know, they were in the, they were in their birth parents' home for a very short period of time in their life, but that affected them. Trauma is real. Mm -hmm. uh, And I think as a justice system, we need to better understand trauma and we need to take it into account. So I'll be a judge that takes trauma into account when making sentencing decisions. Um, I think, you know, we as a judge um, need to look at every case individually. Mm-hmm. Um, and not be constrained by the, the the forces that are trying to move cases through very mm-hmm. quickly that's um, very real i'm sure you know about that as exactly a defender, I, and, yeah. and, and and i understand that we need to keep moving the cases forward the yeah. you know, judicial economy but at the same time these are people's lives and mm-hmm. we need to make sure that when they leave the courtroom that they feel like their voice was being heard mm-hmm. you know as a public defender um, some you know oftentimes my client' satisfaction was not based on the outcome of the case, whether or not they won lost uh, the case. It was often decide, you know based on whether or not they felt like their voice was being heard and mm-hmm. validated. Um, and so I'll be a judge that that will listen that will um, that will uh, make everybody's voice be heard so that they can feel like they have a part in in the outcome of their of their case. Yeah, do you? have any judicial role models
1: um and i asked that knowing that i don't know if i have any judicial role models but um i guess someone either like in wisconsin or i guess maybe outside of wisconsin yeah. there's someone someone that you look to and there's like that's the kind of
0: judge that i want to be yeah well it'll be one that most people have never heard of it's a a, a federal judge down in st louis that mm-hmm. i had the uh, amazing opportunity to um to a law clerk for for a summer a guy named uh, Richard Weber he he's a federal judge that was appointed by Clinton and he grew up in my little small town so like I, I mentioned before I grew up in a, a farming community in very rural kind of northeast Missouri and uh, Judge Weber was actually from my hometown, which mm-hmm. is which is just amazing. Um, but the reason that I cite him as as somebody who's my role model is because, I mean, he he truly treated people everywhere, from the folks that clean the courthouse uh, up to the the folks uh, the attorneys um, uh, with with the utmost respect and dignity. Um, I remember uh, sitting in on a sentencing hearing where it was a very difficult case where the the um, the defendant in the case was, uh, had some real obstacles and had just really a, a hard, hard life. Um, and I remember the public defender that was representing the, the person, You know, by the end of the, the sentencing hearing, she had a, his, her arm, Around the defendant, and the defendant was crying, and the family was there. And of course, the victims of the case were crying. You know, it was just a really emotional and difficult, uh, a difficult uh, sentencing hearing. And uh, Judge Weber uh, took the staff out to lunch after that. And, you know, I remember asking him, Is that easy for you? Because it just felt very difficult and really really tough stuff. And he Mm -hmm. said, Brett, if it ever gets easy, then I need to retire. Yeah. So he is somebody who's genuine. Um, and so that's, that's who I want to try to be. I mean, live up to that standard Mm of, of not getting, um, caught up in just the, the, the day to day, but really remembering that every one of these cases are important to the litigants Every one of these cases is important to the victim, mm-hmm. uh, to law enforcement, whoever whoever's in the case. So um, he's somebody who I uh, respect a lot um, just for the fact that he is such a, an amazing human being.
1: Sure. What's your most proud accomplishment in the legal arena, the legal field, or
0: outside of it? Yeah, you know, my most proud accomplishment is actually graduating from law school. Okay. My my parents um, didn't have the opportunity to go to college um, you know, I, we often joke if, if they would have said when I was born that Brett's going to be a lawyer someday, it would have been a laughing matter. Why um, is that? Just because of the opportunity that, that they, that they just didn't have. Mm-hmm. And so I'm very proud of that. And I know it, I've spent a lot of time with colleagues that are lawyers and, and that seems like something that's just a, you know, sometimes a given in in some of the circles that, Mm -hmm. that uh, people hang out with, but that's really something that I'm very proud of because, um, you know, like I said, my parents uh, didn't have the chance to go to college. So when I came to Marquette, first generation college student, really proud of that. Mm -hmm. Um, but I'm also proud of the, um, the work that I was able to do when I was a state public defender, I, I was a leader when it came to racial justice issues across the agency. Um, I was one of, of very few attorneys that was selected uh, to uh, travel across the state to different public defenders offices uh, to do racial justice trainings with staff. Uh, secretaries, attorneys, paralegals, uh, all, all staff from across the agency. Uh, and that's really eye-opening when we look at a, a public defender staff people who deal with racial injustice on a daily basis um, and still wanting to make sure. And that, that says a lot about the agency, the agency that's willing to go out and talk about these really difficult racial justice issues uh, with their staff. Um, and so I'm really proud of that as well. So
1: Bridges city podcast all about action. So we know we don't want to just say, um, here's a bunch of information about, um, Brett Blummey and, and, you know, circuit courts and without any kind of action set for how to get involved either with your campaign or Mm -hmm. in like any issues that we've talked about today, which, you know, has been kind of expansive. Um, so question is, um, do you have any action steps for listeners about how to get involved Mm -hmm. in anything we've talked about today?
0: Yeah, so I'd say two things. Uh, Actually, April 7th and the primary, Mm -hmm. which is February 18th, Mm -hmm. uh, coming up very quickly, Uh, there's going to be several different elections on the ballot. Uh, We have a contested county executive race. We've got Mm -hmm. a mayoral primary here in in the city of Milwaukee. We've got a state Supreme Court race. Um, Mm -hmm. So there's a variety of things happening across the ballot. So it's a very active ballot. So you talk about, um, you know, this will be one of the the bigger years uh, when yeah, it comes to spring sure. elections and um, then of course in April it's the Democratic and Republican presidential preference ballot mm-hmm. so it's gonna be it's going to be a lot of uh, a lot out there so uh, get involved check out all the candidates that are running um, it's 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 kind of a joke that uh, I see some of these people running almost every day I, I mm-hmm. kind of joke that I see them more than my husband but um, so they're out working hard and uh, and they deserve your consideration um, but then I'd also ask folks to check Check out my Facebook page, uh, uh, Brett Blumme, uh for Judge, uh, and my website, Brettblummy.com, B-R-E-T-T-B-L-O-M-M-E.com. I uh, would love for you to check out my platform. Uh, we have several events coming up here in the next couple weeks. We'd love to, to have you all out there to, to support the event.
1: Very cool. Um, yeah, Brett Blummy, thank you very much. I appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you, Brett Blummy, as well as all of you for listening and continuing to support Bridges City in 2020. As mentioned at the beginning of the episode, there are four elections this year, including two that are right around the corner on February 18th and April 7th. Please visit myvote.we.gov, that's myvote.wi.gov, to learn more about everything voting related, including how to register to vote what's on your ballot, and where your polling place is. This is going to be a big year for Milwaukee, with a lot of new attention from around the country, so now is a perfect time to find something to get involved with and let us know how you are helping bridge the city. Bridge the city.